When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Woo! Welcome hey. to the PHX Sun Devils post-game show brought to you by the one and only DraftKings Sportsbook app. It's America's top-rated sportsbook app. Bet just $1 on any NBA team to score a point. And if either team does score a point in that game, which that'll happen, uh, you get $100 in free bets when it when your team scores, you score at the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use that code PHNX. I'm joined, as always, live from Desert Financial Arena by Brittany Boyer. Brittany, how is the vibe there? What is the what is going on? It's pretty exciting. You know, you have the 942 crew all lined up over here. Um, you know, it's just it's amazing to be back in the arena. People were just so excited. You could tell there was actually a large number of people who stuck around for this women's game, including Jumping Joe Caldwell, you love to see it. A love goat it. supporting a goat. Um, but, you know, Joe Caldwell is kind of one of the original OGs with his uh, jersey hanging right here behind me. And it just was awesome to be back in here. You know, we saw a little bit of the fired up Bobby Hurley. I know everybody has missed Bobby F. And Hurley and, you know, how excited he gets sometimes on the sidelines. <laughs> so, really, overall, just it's amazing. How are you, yeah, Shane? Let's start with the woman because of recency. They get the win over Northern Colorado at home, 71-41, to 41, led by an incredible third quarter and even just second half in general by Jade Lavelle. I mean, I have yeah. that was one of the best quarters I've ever seen in Desert Financial Arena. That It was incredible. It's, she couldn't miss. She just came out absolutely on fire as soon as she started to hit. You know, that third quarter got off to a little bit of a slow start. Charlie Turner Thorne had said before they went into the locker room at half, you know, she said they she was happy with their defensive performance, but offensively she felt like they got uh, lazy and undisciplined. They were playing sloppy. And, you know, I felt like she tried to drive that message home in the locker room at half, and it took a little bit of time for it to translate on the court. But as soon as things started clicking, they started clicking. I mean, you saw Giles with that enormous blocked shot. Uh, Simmons had a couple of them herself. Lavelle was absolutely on fire. She hit five in a row, you know, she just could not be stopped once she was going. Yeah, and uh, Azania Basalo had a huge um, second half as well for what her role is. As she came out shooting the crap out of the ball, um, finished with 10 points, and it really kind of ended this game, even though it, it the game was kind of already hanging in the balance. She, she, she put her foot on Northern Colorado's throat. Um, and oh. it, it, was, it was fun to see everybody contribute tonight. A hundred percent. And, you know, it was looking there for a while like it might be kind of close. And Charlie Turner Thorne, I want to hit on this, had said all throughout last week that, you know, she's been telling the girls um, this isn't going to be an easy win game. They basically have no gimmies on their schedule at all. Northern Colorado had gotten a couple transfers and they had experience on their team. You know, they had size. Uh, one Lots of their of girls who played in the post was a 6'3". Um, mm -hmm. And she was able to use her body well. And so, you know, the Devils were up for a challenge all night long, but I felt like they responded well especially when things started getting close. It looked like Northern Colorado had the possibility to make that comeback. And then Jade Lavelle went on an absolute tear and just shot them 
into that win column. Yeah, the uh, you know up by twelve at the end of the first quarter, uh, you would have thought that the Devils would have pulled away and this would have been done with by halftime. Uh, they only won the second quarter yeah. by four points. Uh, so CTT is probably not the most stoked about that. I know she's going to have some words, but for the most part, I thought it was a pretty complete performance from this uh, women's basketball team for the Sun Devils, and uh, I was impressed all around. Yeah, you know, I have to absolutely, absolutely mention the full court press that they play pretty mm-hmm. much the entire game defensively. I love to see that. I think it's a, a great tactic, Um, something that you play and prepare with. So when you're in those close games, it, you're not trying to save yourself at the end. You've been playing there. You know what it's like. You know you know how to force it. You're a little bit more experienced um, being there and trying to reach in instead of uh, drawing a foul a lot of times. So I, I like to see that. I like the aggressiveness. Um, I also like that they forced a lot of turnovers in that first quarter. I felt like they were consistently just disrupting that Northern Colorado offense and weren't really letting them get into a rhythm. So that was nice to see as well. Yeah, um, 32 but, you know, turnovers forced for, uh, for the Sun Devils tonight. It's really impressive stuff. Yes, yes. And, you know, Jaden Simmons, I want to touch on her performance, especially the first half. I felt like she was um, out on the court a little bit more, and she did a lot in the second half as well. But the first half especially, I felt like you could tell that the thought of uh, Brianne January and what she's going to uh, have – how should I say this? She's having her jersey retired on Friday. Charlie Mm -hmm. has mentioned that it's a great time to keep in mind what kind of legacy you want to leave behind on the program, and you can tell Simmons has that thought in her mind already. You know, I touched on the fact her dad played here, um, was on that 96 Rose Bowl team. She, uh, he's here in a legacy of his own. This is her chance to write her own legacy and stop being called Jason Simmons' daughter. She is Jaden Simmons. This is her establishing her dominance on the court and writing her Sun Devil story, and I just love it. I think that, you know, really having January around as a mentor and as a guide in terms of what you need to do to be successful, and um, especially the bonds that uh, January's built with some of the other older girls on the team like Van Hefty and and um, Taya Hansen. So just to have her presence here and be felt, I think that's what fueled Jaden to have just such a phenomenal game tonight. Yeah, uh, not great shooting-wise, obviously. One for eight, able to get up to the nine-point total she finished with due to free throws at the end of the game. But it's not just about points, and that's what makes good players great players is when they can impact the game in other ways when they're not finding the bottom of the net. And I thought Jane Simmons really showed that today. Uh, You can just see the leadership emanating around her. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, she's an exciting piece to this team. And a a really encouraging thing about this uh, ASU women's team right now is that they weren't reliant on Tay Hansen or Jaden Simmons' huge game. Or even Jade Lavelle, even though she had 18 points, uh, the game high, you were getting production from every single position um, off the bench, everywhere, uh, whether it be offense or defense. And that's really what you got to ask for when you want to be a great team. Yeah, you know, they just, uh, I, like you said, Jaden Simmons didn't necessarily look phenomenal when it came to shooting the ball, but that was something she mentioned in uh, the presser last week as well. She wanted to be able to impact every part of the game, and she talked about how January could sometimes have zero points in a game or two points in a game, but she would end things with 12 assists, and so she wants to be that kind of player and have that kind of impact that she leaves behind. And I think this game, like I mentioned, was just a great example of, uh, for her, the legacy that she has in mind of how she can impact the team. It's not always just about scoring, like you said, and they were contributing on all aspects. Giles was great in terms of getting those blocks and really defensive rebounding. She even snagged a couple offensive rebounds. She's really great with her length, and I liked how she was able to maneuver her body and finesse her way into tight spaces to box out. Um, That was great. I also... 
have to point out, I love how physically aggressive these girls are. They really don't mind playing all of each other's grills. I mean, I feel like it's not as uh, – it's not the same with the guys. They're a little bit more standoffish. Uh, they don't always play so physical um, because I feel like it's more likely to get called with them. But, you know, this sure. Sun Devil, the offense and defense really was relentless. They were they were going to be as aggressive as they could, and they were just going to try and see what they could get away with. And if it got called, then they would back off. But they were able to get away with most of it, so they just yeah. kept rolling. Speaking of physical play, I mean, Jaden Simmons, you look no farther than that. Uh, 5'9 frame, but plays like she's 6'5". Uh, she had four steals on the night, five uh, assists, and three rebounds. Uh, she, she was just all over the place, as we said. It, it, it's really, it's really fun to watch the Sun Devils team thrive yeah. on offense without her having to carry the load, or Taya Hansen having to carry the load. Yeah, and you just mentioned Taya Hansen. I wanted to mention, point out that she also looked really good defensively. I felt like she was. Um, able to establish a strong presence as a defensive leader on the court tonight, which was something that the team kind of sort of needed. Um, and also, Giles, man. I mean, I know we talked about her with the blocks and with what she's been able to do, but I want to ask you, Shane, from my angle, it looked like the when she got the steal over here um, and then brought it down and she missed the layup, it almost looked like she could have dunked it from my angle. I mean, <laughs> I was did you have the same, the same thought that I did? I was okay. The same thing. <laughs> Yeah, I was uh, like, I it, thought she was gonna go up and dunk it and just slam it in, and, and then it just kind of floated right over. And I was like, oh, okay. Um, yeah, re- really <laughs> impressive stuff from her tonight. Uh, finishing the game with six rebounds, uh, five steals, and four blocks. As you mentioned, Tay Hansen's defense: two steals and two blocks on her end. It's everybody's doing everything, um, and it, it's it's fun to watch. It's very Charlie Turnathorn esque. It really is. And, you know, she was talking so much this past week about getting back to the basics, you know, how they're such a defensive-minded team. And so I really think in tonight's performance, they came out here and showed that they've been working on, uh, you know, what their identity is, trying to figure that out. Because I think last year it was really hard for a lot of this team. They were new. Uh, they had never really worked together. They didn't have a lot of cohesiveness. Um, the masks, all the social distancing, um, you know, the COVID guidelines and precautions on and off, it just made it hard for them to gel. And I think this year, at least I could tell, the communication was a lot better. I could hear them despite the fans in here. The band was here, 942 crew. I still could hear the girls on the court yelling at each other and communicating. So that's the type of stuff you like to see, especially if you're a coach like Charlie Turner Thorne and you're in this position. Uh, really trying to have that bounce back year and you need leaders on the team to step into that role. You're going to love to see it. For sure. Really exciting stuff coming for the Lady Devils. Um, next game on Friday at home against Minnesota, yeah. 7 p.m. tip time. Um, anything else you got before uh, we move on to the men? Um, that's going to be another significant game. Not only is it against a Big Ten opponent um, that has experience and size as well, um, but also that game is when they are going to actually be retiring January's number, hanging it from the rafters and doing that ceremony. So I expect it to have a little bit of extra significance and meaning to the girls and also just to the fans who decide to come out to that game. Um, you're going to be in for a treat for sure. And um, a lot of people probably don't know this if you don't follow women's basketball incredibly closely, but January did coach with uh, Charlie Turner Thorne here from 2017 to th- 2019. So Taya Hansen and Jade Van Hefty actually uh, got to learn from her. So for those two girls in particular, this is really going to be a special moment. Definitely. Well, you, you smell that? It smells like a new segment. Lyric of the game. Here we go. Uh, we'll be coming to you. It looks you like lyric. a fart wafting with that maroon in the middle. 
<laughs> we'll be coming to you with a lyric of the game for every uh, ASU basketball game this season. Tonight's lyric of the game seems a little obvious. We had a little thin Lizzie for you. The boys and girls are back in town, baby. It's exciting. Um, ASU men's and women's basketball are both in action. Finally, it felt like forever, especially for to have Rock no on. fans yeah. for so long. So the boys and girls are back in town. The boys and girls are back in town. See, and here's what I thought you were going to do with this lyric of the day. I thought it was going to be like a Lil Wayne hustler music, like if I'm open, then I hit it, yeah. whatever it is about like the shooting the three that he has in that part of that song. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It was way off, but hey, I still like yours. Well, if ASU basketball would have handled business as well as the women's did, it probably would have been something along the lines of like um, too sexy or something like that. Um, because, but the performance wasn't as sexy for the men. But before it we get was there, actually, kind of ugly. But let's yeah, before, take a detour. Yeah, before we get there, um, the Sun Devils were favored by twenty-three and a half. I think when the when the line closed on the DraftKings Sportsbook app, uh, ASU men's was. Um, they did not cover that, obviously. Uh, but if you want to bet on the ASU men's basketball or anything else, you can download the DraftKings Sportsbook app right now and sign up using that promo code PHNX. It's safe, it's secure, it's reliable, it's fun. Uh, you can withdraw and deposit money at ease whenever you want. Uh, it's an easy app to maneuver and use, and they have some great lines, um, great props. They, they have everything you could ask for. Um, it, it, it's just, it, it's added a lot of fun to these awful Thursday night football games or, you know, <laughs> You know, I love betting on on some action, uh, basketball and football. Unfortunately, one of my favorite players is on the ASU Sun Devils, so I can't really bet on Toledo much anymore, uh, but we'll get to that in a second. So if you want to be involved in sports betting being legal in Arizona, download the DraftKings Sportsbook app right now. Um, use that promo code PHNX when you sign up. Bet just $1 on any NBA team to score a point, and if either team in that game does score a point, you get $100 in free bets. This week, it's super easy and simple. It's 21-plus Arizona-only gambling problem. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. New customers only. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for more details. Well, we're already getting some comments about uh, Bobby Hurley. If Bobby Hurley doesn't play, Enoch, <laughs> what, what was our correct, correct pronunciation we got? from? Um, like, I, listen to this. So I, on, the, on the Pac-12 broadcast, I heard it. Bochi, Boachi. And something else, three different pronunciations. So what was the official pronunciation um, you got um, tonight, Britt? You texted it to me. I'll find it. Um, Buaki. Buaki. There we go. Buaki. Buaki. And I, I – okay, uh, so I specifically uh, asked um, Kyle Dodd and Tim Healy, who do the Sun Devil radio announcing. I said, hey – how do I pronounce this name? And I shit you not. I thought Kyle was joking with me because he said, I remember it like Biachi, but it's Buachi. And I was like, no, you're, you're literally setting me up to say something that's going to get me in trouble. And so I was like, Tim, and he's like, no, that's it. Like, you know, came over here and told us and I'm like, okay, Buachi. Cool, so. got it. Well, I would like to, to, uh, to try to give him a nickname at some point, maybe Ebo, like Zebo, like Zach Randolph. Maybe we call him Ebo. I'm good with that. But we'll, we'll, we'll get to that later. Um, the comment uh, from VBLIN or VBLN said, if Bobby Hurley doesn't play Enoch um, and he transfers, uh, he needs to be fired. This is the best big ASU has had since Diagu, and you got him on the bench. BS, Bobby. Yeah, but you also don't know what practice has looked like. I'm sure he's still really um, raw. Um, he the, the, so the confidence. He thing actually little- was injured. 
Mm -hmm. um, earlier in the season. And when media was coming out to availability a couple weeks ago, he still wasn't quite at 100%. So I'm not surprised to see him not playing full-time. Don't fret Sun Devil Nation. He's dealing with a little bit of uh, some sort of injury, nothing super serious. But he will be back out there or getting more time soon. Um, I think that Bobby just doesn't want to push him too soon, too fast, especially in games where he doesn't need to put his body on the line. Um, why do it? Yeah, and I mean, Gaffney was very serviceable. I thought he was really impressive. The range he displayed. Um, yeah, Dude, he's a project. Of yeah. course, he's on the bench. I get that. A little bit of a project. Um, but at the same time, he, I think there's a little bit of confidence in getting used to the flow of the offense because a couple of times you saw him with a mouse in the house. He had a mismatch and he wouldn't even turn to look at the basket. And then, I think later in that second half, he finally decided he got an offensive rebound, took one trap dribble and just and, and put it up with ease uh, on a much smaller defender. And it made it look really easy. I, I think there's just a lot of growing pains. I think he's going to get there. He, he's raw, but I really like the idea of those two being able to play in and out without Jalen Graham, because obviously Jalen uh-huh. Graham and Jay Heath weren't able to play because of COVID-19 protocol. Um, but man, I, I, I really did like what I saw, even though it was limited. Uh, there were a couple of shaky areas, but for the most part, um, Ebo was pretty solid tonight. He was, he was. And, you know, I also really liked watching Alonzo Gaffney play. He is actually who I think I am the most excited to see play this year. I know most of our fans prior to the season said Marcus Bagley, um, but I think Alonzo Gaffney is going to bring a lot of heat to this lineup. I mean, Kamani Lawrence was the leading scorer on the night, 14 or 19 points. Um, Alonzo Gaffney behind him was 15 on the night, but I just felt like he was really an offensive spark plug at certain times when the, the when they needed a little bit of a pick me up or some energy or just something else uh, brought in to lift For them sure. up. Um, I felt like he brought that. Um, yeah, Gaffney. So, you know, I feel like Gaffney had a huge three. Them. Um, when the, I think Portland cut it to, I want to say 11, uh, with uh, like just under four to go, he had a huge three, uh, to cut it back to 14. Uh, obviously I said they didn't cover line was 23 and a half. They win 76 to 60, um, 16 point victory. So if you took Portland to cover that game, um, congratulations. Um, but yeah, as, as you talked about Kamani Lawrence leading score, not only leading scorer, but also leading rebounder. He was the best player on the floor tonight. And it wasn't even close, uh, 10 of uh, his rebounds or six of his 10 rebounds were offensive. He was just all over the place. Those pounds yeah. of muscle that he put on were very, very uh, noticeable. I mean, he looked awesome. He's so much more, as I said, but seeing the growth of him since he came to ASU as a freshman, seeing how much he's changed is so impressive. Just going from a role guy that stars in the role on defense to now, it looks like he's going to be one of the top options for the Sun Devils team on offense, yeah. which is just bizarre to even think about it's it's awesome i know it's, it's super fun well, to see. especially when you think about when he was younger shane and i'm sure you can recall uh <laughs> there would be games where you would just be sitting there and you'd be like please don't shoot the ball please don't shoot yeah, the ball please don't sure. shoot the ball and now you're actually excited to see uh Kamani Lawrence have the ball in his hands. It's uh, it's a good thing. You want to get it to him. He's now a playmaker rather than somebody who kind of just uh, is struggling to fit in with the offense. So, you know, um, I think that he mentioned, I'm not sure if it was him or Marcus Bagley who touched on that uh, they're way better than what their offense showed tonight. Um, and they're sure. way better than what their defense showed tonight. But I believe that that was Kamani Lawrence. Um, Marcus Bagley didn't have necessarily the most impressive game. He also was somebody who spoke in the media room afterwards 
he hit on the fact that, you know, this was his first game in front of fans. He hasn't played in front of anybody in over two years. Um, you know, he hasn't played in front of friends in a long time. And he did mention that nerves were something that came into it came into play for him tonight, you know, uh, a little bit of that ring rust, so to speak, because it's been so long since they've actually played in a legitimate game. And so, you know, I think same thing for Marcus with some of these other kids that were out there tonight, or men, I should say, because they're grown. But, um, <laughs> you know, I just think getting that ring rust knocked off. The first game is always a little bit rough once you get it out of the way. And I got to tell you, the coaches were really excited to get it out of the way, too. They they straight up said, you know, it wasn't wasn't pretty it was an ugly game but hey it's uh, done it's over with it's out of the way let's keep it rolling so yeah definitely as long as they don't get upset this early in the season all will be okay hurley usually turns it around or starts starts hot in non-conference play uh I, i'm excited to see where this team undefeated can go. two years in a row man in yeah. non-conference play so it's the, gonna be a tall order this year but for sure for sure uh the the only concerning thing well no there's a lot of concerning things but one of the, the biggest concerning thing is i thought we were done with this brit I thought when we were go- going from football to basketball, this wouldn't be as much as a talking point. Holy turnovers. Yep. <laughs> 16 or 19 like of them tonight for the Sun Devils. 19. There were just a ton of really sloppy, um, almost it just looked like careless passes. And I mean, I do want to touch on with the men that the communication is improved from last year. You can tell that they're passing the ball more. Um, but it just seems like they're still not playing smart basketball. They're not making good passes. It's just... You know, they're not truly scanning the floor to see if, like, the somebody's actually there to jump out and steal the ball, and especially depending yeah. on who they're playing and how aggressive that person is playing in that moment. So, you know, um, another thing you touched on, thought we were being done with, um, and I know that that relates to uh, football, but field goals are for three points in football and field goals <laughs> behind the arc are for three points in basketball. And die, unfortunately, we have a problem with both of them. <laughs> Live and so, die. Hey, uh, there, there's confidence behind it, though. I, I like some of the shots uh, that they took. Uh, obviously not the best game. Shooting the three ball, seven for 26, only 27% from the field. Um, but as I said, you live and die by that. And I know this is a bad Portland team, but they were able to escape with a win nonetheless. Um, so they'll they'll get hot at some point, hopefully later in the year. Um, so going back to the turnovers thing, I think a lot of that has to do with not being familiar with the sets. And I think this team wants to play tempo ball. I think they want to force the pace of play more often than not. Oh, and I think yeah. that's when we saw the best basketball for the Sun Devils teams. When they were creating turnovers, they created 21 to their 19 turnovers on the night. Um, and and almost every single time they got a turnover, it was it was a fast break. They, they got out quick. Even after a mm-hmm. made bucket, they got out quick. And the way to get a fast break or the way to, to push the pace of play is to get stops. And even when they weren't getting stops, you'd see Marion Jackson sprinting, banana peeling out and grabbing the ball and just going. And I, I really like to see that, but I don't want them to rely too much on pace of play to get their points from there um, because those base sets, when they were trying to run plays, were so damn ugly. I don't know if that's just not knowing, not practicing enough, but man, I hope that improves uh, come I Thursday. I don't know. Man, like Marcus said, they, I mean, I'm sure all of them have a little bit of ring rust and the nerves. They haven't played in front of anybody in this long just to have Completely fans and hear all too. eyes on them. So, and yeah, 
pretty much because you only have two guys coming back and really only one of them that's ever played in front of fans tonight because you were short Jalen Graham because of the COVID protocol. So, you know, one of those things where I'm sure it's going to get better with time. I think it just takes a little bit of getting used to, you know, you're excited. It's an atmosphere none of these kids have ever been in before or experienced. The, the curtain of distraction. Who's to say it didn't distract the Sun Devils because they've never even experienced playing in front of it before, you know. They have actual live band music they have to deal with now instead of just mm. pumped in crowd noise or hearing the other bench getting yelled at at timeout. For so it's sure. like, it's a lot different. It's exciting. I think it's just almost a little overwhelming to take everything in and you kind of have to be in this moment, get past it. And then, okay, take a deep breath, settle in now, get focused and really start rolling. And I think that's yeah. where both teams are at at this point. None of this is cause for concern by any means. Um, it's just stuff that we have picked up on. Lozon Capone brings up this point. This isn't concerning mm -hmm. at all because I know this man. I know how quickly he can turn around. Marion Jackson, um, awful game scoring-wise. Uh, he impacted the uh, the defensive end pretty well. Two steals, five assists, and four rebounds. Um, he had that insane seven, steal that, right before the half. If he could have got that shot to fall, that would have been beautiful. Fall. That was it. Those were his only points. Wait, that was his shot that fall? Or, it wait, that went was. in at okay. the buzzer. It was Giles who I was thinking of that had yeah, that shot that, that was exciting he was, that didn't fall. He was he was one for seven from the field with two points and his first points as a Sun Devil were a buzzer beater to go into the half. Uh, very fitting for Marion Jackson, who, man, I, I even though we didn't see Dude, the I offensive production. I have that written down. I should even know this. <laughs> even though we didn't see the offensive production that everybody would have expected, uh, I still am so excited to see the rest of him play um, or the rest of this team play with him and around him because he, you can tell how, <coughs> excuse me, how well he commands the ball and how much he forces the pace of play. Um, so really bright things, even from a pretty bad game scoring wise. Yeah, well, I also want to touch on, you know, you asked me how the environment was in here. It was a little bit uh, going into the half, but you know, um, coming back out, they came out and when they hit that two minute mark, I want to say it was when they really started kicking things back into gear again. And then they were able to come back out and score 12 in, actually I should say, they were able to come out and score 12 in less than three minutes in that second half. So I have that wrong in my head and correct on the sheet. Um, it's a little bit hard watching back-to-back -back games because you get some stuff confused. For sure. Um, but I did want to mention, I did write down too that there were a couple different calls that had fans super, super upset tonight in terms of like on their what feet just booing. Um, but I, I mean, just truly like kind of questionable calls. And uh, Gaffney was one of those players that had some of those calls against him. So – um, I'm wondering, here's where I'm going with this. I'm wondering uh -oh. how Sun Devil Nation is going to feel about Gaffney because, you know, some of the players in the past who were prone to drawing fouls, like, um, uh, I, I'm having a hard time thinking of certain people off the top of my head, but, um, you know, especially when they, or, or, or no, people. that, that, that just, fa that draw, like they get, they foul out all the time. Oh, I know who you know, you're like thinking of. They have of. a lot of fouls called on them. I know who you're thinking of. Every ASU player ever. <laughs> well. There's some worse than others, um, For sure. but Romello White. Romello White, Kamani's had issues with that in the past, he too. He has. He has. But um, Romello White, I don't know why I was blanking. I could picture his face, but not his name. He was somebody who used to have a lot of issues with that. Um, you know, it's just uh, it, I, they were silly fouls, but like fouls nonetheless. And they yeah. got everybody worked up, but they really got Bobby Hurley worked up and they got the fans up here worked up. I that, mean, I had a mom turn around and yell at some ASU kids when the ASU kids didn't say anything to her because she thought that they called her a bitch. And so it was like, I was like, okay, I'm going to go to the bathroom now. I don't want to be here, but it just had everybody going, man. Yeah. So like, I felt like it was important. 
I wrote it down on my paper, but uh, just sure. a lot of energy, a lot of excitement, a lot of weirdness. I feel like a lot of people forget what it's like to be in an enclosed environment with a group of people and they mm-hmm. don't know how to act. So a bit <laughs> yeah, weird, but, but <laughs> good um, overall. W- w- one thing that I really missed was Bobby Hurley's stomping and and little little oh, baby temper tantrums i love them so we much we got to see that tonight uh-huh. yeah whether it be at the at, at the refs or at his own players uh it's it's awesome to see i just guys please just relax on the bobby hurley slander at least until conference play we're because, one game in let's give it some time yeah i mean even at before least have season. two legitimate stupid losses before you open your mouth yeah uh right? one right one like yeah, one player that really surprised me that stepped into the Jay Heath role and the DJ Horn role. Obviously, this bench only went eight deep tonight, by the way. Only eight people got minutes. Um, Jemiah Neal, not a great, yeah. not an not an eye-popping stat line. Um, only two points, three rebounds, three assists, two steals. But he was everywhere. The intensity he brought every time he checked into the game was so fun. I mean, he is long. He's Where's that 55? Uh, DeLon yeah. Wright used to rock 55 at Utah. He plays a lot like him, too. I, I'm just, I'm so high on guys that can come off the bench and the energy gets brought up just from their presence. And Jemiah Neal is that type of guy. Uh, and and it, it, I was, it was a little worrying with Jalen House leaving because he was kind of the energizer bunny when Remy mm-hmm. was out. And Jemiah Neal can be that. I mean, everybody has this has this boosted energy uh, when they're on defense. This team plays like that. The team defense was excellent for the most part tonight. But Jemiah Neal, every time he took into the game, it was a different energy. He brings something that we like to talk about with football a lot, and that is some of the intangibles uh, to this game in terms of just being there. Now, like you said, it doesn't necessarily show on the the stat sheet, but just his presence, able to set up screens, able to help his teammates out, able to help, you know – collapse the defense um so that they can open things up he just does a lot of different things that you don't necessarily see get highlighted but his presence and just being there and making things harder by getting those arms out or up trying to block a shot or being in the way it it makes a difference so for sure well speaking of getting his arms out and blocking shots gotta talk about my man luther muhammad um no blocks tonight but he was everywhere on defense and he started the game out yeah one surprising thing He shot the most shots on ASU's roster. He had 14 shot attempts, only four for 14, so not the greatest efficiency. But 10 points, uh, six, uh, seven rebounds, sorry, one assist and one steal. I did not expect to see him force action on offense as much as he did tonight. He has a nice turnaround, Jay, a little bit raw um, on the offensive end in general. But seeing him have the confidence to, to, to isolate somebody and create his own shot, when coming into the season, you really only expected him to be a defensive specialist, maybe even a three and D guy, maybe. But it's 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 encouraging to know that he can score too. Yeah, he can. The one stat I do want to hit on that was very very abysmal tonight is the twenty six point nine percent from the, three. That yeah. is so terrible, so terrible. So, and I know we talked about that before, but, you know, I'm just looking 42 rebounds on the night overall as a team, just an off, amazingly phenomenal, outstanding well, PT 42 meant to be stat. Yeah. 42 rebounds uh, as opposed to 27 for Portland. I mean, they were just getting after it. They had 13 offensive rebounds uh, and, and that's what you want from a team that might not be expected to play super high in the Pac-12, but I think we got a sleeper here in the Arizona State Sun Devils. Obviously, the other teams were in action tonight. I am so terrified of UCLA, man. 
I, I, I forgot that Tiger Campbell came back as well as Johnny Juzang. I mean, that yeah. team is going to be a problem. Yeah, but the one thing that you do have that's beneficial with the Sun Devil team is that you do have uh, three guys on this team. Uh, I believe Bagley played against UCLA. I don't know if he was out, but you for sure have at least two. If not, Bagley, yeah. I believe, did make the road trip there, so he at least knows what to expect um, in terms of seeing them play in real life and how physically – um, strong and dominant of a presence they are on the court. So I think that the fact that you have three starters that have that experience when you're going to be facing a team like that does help. Um, you know, they did challenge them in a couple of those games and really push it till the end last year until, um, you know, they just couldn't hold on any longer. But it's going to be interesting to see what they're able to do against some of the Pac-12 competition this year because, I mean, unlike football, the Pac-12 is loaded in other sp sports like, you know, you have basketball, volleyball, soccer, gymnastics. I mean, the Olympic sports are where Pac-12, uh, the Pac-12 conference thrives. Yeah, uh, for sure. Bloton Capone brings up a good point about they're still getting open looks. Uh, and that's 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 the biggest thing at the end of the day for this team. Uh the shots will fall live and die by the three it's it's painful but the shots will fall and and at the end of the day marion jackson isn't going to go one for seven every night uh jalen graham's going to play jay heath for the guys that don't know out there he's going to be a spark plug he might even start mm -hmm. uh in place of luther muhammad on some nights uh but luther muhammad might have earned a role in the starting lineup uh, for these next couple of weeks, at least if he continues to play the defense he has. And I'm sure that offense picks up. This team won't shoot 27% from the three every night. This team won't only make 47% uh, uh, from the field. I'm sure they'll have very, actually, that's pretty good. 47% from the I field. I just it's hope that it good. doesn't go below like 27% from the three. <laughs> yeah. It will, as we if said, it does, is, then please stop. Just don't yeah. even put it up anymore. <laughs> this, this, this is the first game back um, for a team that really hasn't played together at all. Um, so to see some bright spots from it are the only thing you can, is the only thing you can really ask for. Uh, Britt, any closing thoughts before we get on out of here? Um, I'm ready to see what this men's team brings on Thursday when they come back out here offensively, especially. I'd love to see them pick it up and really see some of that star power that we got to see in the exhibition. Um, but again, that was something that I mentioned mentioned when we had the show following the exhibition. It was um, a little bit sloppy from Arizona State. Uh, they could have done better against St. Catharines, but again, slowly building, slowly getting back out there. And so really next game, I think they'll be slowly back into the swing of things and it should be incredibly exciting. Yep. Uh, next game, UC Riverside at home, um, 6.30 p.m. tip. Uh, another game that I'm sure they'll be favored by a lot on the DraftKings Sportsbook app. But, you know, it's it's just – I'm just – I'm so happy to be talking about something other than football, but uh, I'm not going to lie. It's nice. It's nice. I can tell. I feel like you've just been so upbeat this whole conversation, and I know – no, you love basketball because you played basketball. I really can talk about a lot of sports, but um, basketball is exciting to watch too. And I like it when I get a chance to give some of the ladies some love. You know that I'm a very much a proponent sure. of women in sports. And um, yeah, so it's a great yeah. night. Yeah, speaking of ladies, as I mentioned earlier, they're back in action on Friday at 7 at, uh, at Minnesota. Um, so don't miss that. No, they're home against oh, they're Minnesota. Home. They're home against Minnesota. Sorry. Um, so don't Jersey don't retiring that. for Brianne January yeah, that day. That's right. Friday. Um, so don't miss that. Um, before we get out of here, do you see what I'm wearing? PHNX shirt. Beautiful, Go beautiful PHNX. stuff going on at the PHNX locker. Um, if you want one of these, if you want the ASU shirt, 
go over to our PHNX underscore Sun Devils Twitter page, retweet our pin tweet. It is a giveaway for a free PHNX Sun Devils shirt. Give them hell. It's a fantastic look. I rocked mine yesterday or two days ago. You'll yesterday. love to see it. That was yesterday. Um, it everything's was yesterday. Together. Uh, I rocked that yesterday. So that's on the live show. If you want to go watch it on the PHNX underscore sports YouTube channel, um, you can follow me at Shane Deef. It's right there. It's right, right there. You can follow Brittany at bboyer07. As I said, you can follow PHNX thought- on Twitter. What? I got so confused. I was like, what are you? What are you- oh, you handle. <laughs> um, cactus, too. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. PHNX underscore sports all across all social medias. Leave a like on the video. Subscribe to our YouTube channel. Um, and yeah. Uh, also leave a review wherever you listen to your podcast. We will see you on Thursday. Yep. After the game. Live post game from this exact spot, probably. Yeah. We'll see you on Thursday right after the game. Um, Sun Devils take on UC Riverside at 630. Thanks for watching um, as always. And we will see you on Thursday. Peace.